My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Hey, sister, do you ever feel tired and sad in your empty nest? There's a secret that nobody tells you as you get here. This can be a weird transition, but we need to do that. We need to transition into what God has next for us because we're not done yet. Okay, so we're going to talk today about being tired and sad. And if you listen to my last episode, episode 303, I talked about the idea of of what can paralyze us and keep us from walking in the fullness of what Jesus has for us in these years. And two of those things we're going to talk about today that can be paralyzing are tiredness and sadness. You know, the empty nest is a strange place. On the one hand, there's fewer dishes, there's less laundry, the living room stays clean. You know, there's not those lurking Legos on the floor in the middle of the night to really hurt as you walk on them. We don't find, I in fact, I don't find any petrified food anymore. Unidentifiable, something under a teenager's bed in an old bowl that sometimes I would just throw the bowl away rather than wash it. My car stays clean and I rarely, unless someone is visiting, do I get the call, mom, because they can't find a lost item that's right behind that thing they're staring at, you know, that one. But on the other hand, the quiet can sound lonely. It's it's more of a forced retirement these years than a promotion. I'm less motivated to cook for just two of us. Sometimes I look at my husband and I'm like, how about we fast and pray? Because I just don't want to cook. Solitude morphs from peaceful to empty. Um, the stay at homemaker, stay at home homemaker, we had so much we could not get it done. And now there's these long hours. And if we're still at home, and I do believe I still have a home to make, a home to make for my husband and I, and a home to make for others to come to. Um, but I don't need time as much time to do that. So I find myself on a swing, like the one I used to soar on as a child. And I have these memories. I have two separate memories of swinging. I loved it. And I sort of hated it. One moment I'm swinging towards the sky, feeling like I could fly. I just felt like I could maybe touch that fluffy, fluffy cat cloud in front of me. And then at the peak, I would feel this kind of jerk and it's descending. And then I'd go, oh no. And then I would pendulum back and you'd go way up high. And I would have this sense that I was going to fall face first into the dirt in front of me until I'd have another jerk. And then I'd go back the other way. I really liked going towards the sky. I did not like looking straight down at the ground. But it's just kind of the same now. I'm on an empty nest swing and sorrow follows joy. Loneliness can follow peace. I've struggled with errant emotions more than ever, and which I'm sure, you know, menopause hasn't helped that. Nothing like a few crashing hormones to explode some feelings that you didn't even realize you were having. And oh, and then there's the fun weight gain and hair loss and new wrinkles. I mean, those are especially cheerful. And by the way, where did my eyebrows go? I had no idea they were going to disappear. 
but I want to thrive in this season. I got to enjoy a full 10 years as a 20-year-old and 10 years as a 30-year-old. I had all 10 years of my 40s, and now I'm finishing up my last of my 10 years of my 50s. I wasn't cheated out of any of my youth, so I don't think I have the right to envy anybody else's enjoyment of theirs. And anyway, time will cure their little perkiness. So I want to live where my feet are in both my age and my situation. And I want to not lose the joy of the Lord while doing so. And there are some days I succeed and some days not as much. So the other morning I woke up and I just had, you know, I just woke up with dark clouds circling my heart. I didn't know why, but they were definitely there. I kind of felt them threatening for days. Um, And when I have that experience, I do my best to keep them at bay. I have supplements that I take and I try to get a little more sleep and I try to get outside and exercise. I find that that helps. And um, I never want to do those things because all I really feel like doing is curling up and watching a movie. But I really try to get ahead of those feelings when they're coming. But I just hadn't done a good job of it. And I couldn't marshal my feels to obey. They wanted what they wanted, which was sadness and complaining and blaming. And they refused to listen to what I knew. And instead of reminded me of what was wrong and of all I'd done wrong and all that others had done wrong lately. Just like we talked about the paralyzed man in the last episode. And Jesus got in my face and asked me, do you want to be healed? And it's like, well, you know, can I feel sorry for myself for a while and then come back? You can come back in about an hour and then heal me. Uh, You know, that's just not the way Jesus works. And I find that when I'm, I have finally been able to identify, I guess is the best way to put it, that when... I am feeling these dark clouds. Two of the things that I need to look at and deal with are two things, um, tiredness and sadness. And when Jesus asked me, do you want to be feel, do you want to be healed? Yes, I do. But how am I going to get there? And so I have found my best solution as I take Jesus hand and say, yes, I want to be healed is to get into the word. Because his word divides the marrow. It reveals wrong thinking. It brings healing medicine into my heart and into my mind. And my favorite place to go, particularly when I'm sad or particularly when I feel the big dark clouds, is the psalm. Because there's so many spots of honesty and feeling and complaining even, along with the hope and the proclamation in the psalms. And I I don't have to feel guilty about my feelings when I read the Psalms. And I think sometimes we can get this, I should never feel sad if I really know Jesus. And, and, And while there might be a part of truth in that, that's not what he asks of us. And we see that because he put into the Psalms the things that people cried out to him. All of the emotions are there. So, Where do I go when the dark clouds are there? So I'm going to give you two different Psalms. This first one is for particularly when I am feeling tired. Psalm 37, three through seven. And I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. 
Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way and because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. I love this psalm so much. So here's something that I really like to do when I'm looking through a scripture. I like to look at the verbs. Um, And that could be because I'm a doer, um, which is a blessing and a curse in a life. I have to admit that. But verbs help me see because it's who is doing, which are the verbs God is doing, and which are the ones I am doing. And that can be so helpful. So here's what I see. I'm supposed to trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land. Like I said, I need to be where my feet are. I need to cultivate faithfulness, delight myself in the Lord, commit my way to him and trust in him, rest in him and wait patiently for him and don't fret about the wicked. And then what will the Lord do? And and this is the most important part as a doer. I need to remember it's not all up to my efforts. That's something I know, but it's not something I always feel. So let's look at the scripture and think about what is the Lord's work in it. He gives me the desires of my heart. He will do it what I trust him for. He will bring forth my righteousness as the light and my judgment as the new, as the noonday. Since my righteousness is in Jesus, that alone can send my dark clouds scuttling away. And I want you to go back to look at the things we're supposed to do. A lot of it is not so wear out actions. Like they, they're not to do good, to dwell in the land that's just being there. Cultivate faithfulness is making those small decisions to follow Jesus. Delight myself in the Lord. That's making more of him than of me. Commit my way to him. Rest in him. Don't fret. A lot of those things address my heart, don't they? And so I can see that I can trust in God and let him do the work. And when I'm tired, I have to remember that I'm not trusting in the Lord to save me to eternity while I work my tail off down here. I am trusting him to do the work now. That is the best remedy for my exhaustion. The Lord does the work instead of me wearing myself out and then blaming others for not helping me. It helps me to pull back because I can then say, Lord, What work do you have for me to do today? What are his assignments for me? That makes all the difference. And then don't forget, one of the things I'm supposed to do is rest in him and wait patiently for him. And there's a fantastic book you might have heard of. If not, you need to get this one. It's called Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. And it's amazing. I will have links to it on my website. Um, It's a fantastic book. And she goes through seven different kinds of rest we're supposed to have. She's a medical doctor. She sees and has experienced the harm we do our bodies because we don't rest. And God is commanding us to rest. We have to have faith and trust in him to rest. Because otherwise we feel like we have to keep working. We have to keep working. I mean, I mean, not that I know much about that, but I've heard other women say that's a real, a real struggle. So anyway, if I'm tired, I need to, I need to ask myself, am I resting in the Lord? What are his assignments for me? And how can I let him do the work? I cultivate faithfulness and I let him bring the growth. It's an amazing difference in attitude. Okay. So then the other thing I think a lot of us struggle with, and this is 
from talking to a lot of women in this stage, and maybe you do too, although this is one we don't like to talk about, and that is a feeling of sadness. I mean, we can just feel sad. It's it's a grief that we don't see our children as much anymore. It's a grief that we don't have the same amount of time. It's a grief the things that we're losing in our body. It's it's just there are things that are sad. And so when that is comes along, Psalm 16, 8 through 11 is one of my favorite places to go. Once again, listen for the verbs and who's doing what. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. My jobs are to set the Lord before me and to keep the Lord at my right hand. And what else? Actually, nothing. In that whole scripture, those are our only jobs. Do you ever have a toddler like put both hands on your on your cheeks and then draw it, your face toward them because they just want you to look at them and concentrate on them for just a minute? That's how I feel like sometimes the Lord is doing with me not as a toddler, but just putting his hands on my on my cheeks and drawing my face to all I see is him. That is a picture of setting him before, before me. If he is that close to my face, I can't see anything else. He, he blocks the view of all the things that I want to, the litany that I want to have in order to feel sad and to justify feeling sad. And just isn't healthy. And that's not what he wants for me. And he wants to be at my right hand, right beside me, whispering in my ear, talking to me, leading me. And then he wants me to let him do his jobs. These are his jobs in this psalm. Keep me from being shaken. Oh, gosh, I have to remember that all the time. He's not going to abandon me to Sheol, which is a picture of hell, of separation from him. He's not going to abandon me. He's not going to let me see corruption. I will physically, I mean, you know, parts are corrupting right now as we speak, but I, my soul will never be corrupted. He's going to make known to me the path of life so that I can walk on the path of life. Provide me fullness of joy in his presence. Because why? Because pleasures are at his right hand. I love words like because and therefore in scripture, because they reveal like cause and effect that's going on because of who he is and all those things that he has just said he's going to do. I'm not going to be shaken. My heart's going to be glad. My whole being rejoices. My flesh dwells securely. I will have fullness of joy and pleasures. Think about that. I mean, my flesh is going to dwell securely, even as it is getting older, it's going to dwell securely with him. And I'm going to have fullness of joy and fullness of pleasure in him. He's going to allow that right now where I am. The cure for the tiredness and sadness of our emptiness years can come by spending more time with the Lord, because that is where the fullness of joy is. So here's some practical suggestions. Read these Psalms, but here's some practical practical suggestions when there is just a little black rain cloud all over your inside of your heart. 
It's just following you around, raining on you. Here's what to do. I love to turn on praise music up loud, sing along, dance. If people are here, most of my people are kind of used to me doing things like this, but it's a great way to remind yourself of truth. Read the word, read the word of God. If, if you're reading and you're feeling like, oh, I don't know, it's just so, I don't know, then turn on some lovely background music. I can't have things with words when I'm reading, but um, I love to put on like some piano music. A warm beverage is always nice, a little lit candle and a cozy blanket and the Bible. It is like medicine. Or if you're particularly grumpy, take a nap, eat something healthy. I need to get outside, taking a walk. Letting the wind blow some of those black clouds away out of my brain is helpful. Gratitude is an amazing medicine. Walk around your house and thank God for everything you see. I'm not kidding. It is amazing. You start thanking God for your for your rug and your lamp and your sofa and your pillow and your blanket. Think about what a blessing all those things are. We have so many things and we never think about thanking God for them. Thank God for your people, no matter what state they are currently in. Thank God for every single one of them. Don't offer excuses. Don't say, I know they're messing up. Just thank God for them. He's in charge of them and fixing them, not you. Thank God for them. Still not feeling good? Turn the praise music up louder or get in your car. Because if there's like, you don't feel comfortable, get in your car, turn on the praise music, You can cry, you can pray out loud, you can scream, and then start singing with the Lord and agreeing with Him. Get Jesus so up close to your face that you can't see anything else. Yes, we will experience tiredness and sadness in these years, but our healer is the one who wants to heal those things in our lives so we can pick up our mat, follow Him, run after Him, and use these years in His calling. Oh, Lord God, we are tired and sad, and we ask you to heal us. Give us assignments for our days. Have your love and joy, just our closeness to you, would seep into the marrow of our bones so that we would walk in the fullness of joy that only you provide. Oh, Lord, we bring our tired bodies to you, and we ask you for the energy to obey you and to love those around us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.